Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller for My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Becky Lance. She is a children's book author and illustrator based out of Portland, Oregon. She is also the wonderful critique leader for my picture book, Critique Group, from Storytellers Academy. Hi, Becky. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. And you are a very wonderful critique leader. You are so generous in the critiques. You um, fantastic editing skills on the fly. So um, I really wanted to um, have you on as a guest. Well, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. So for those of uh, the listeners who might want a little bit more information about you, what inspired you to pursue a career in children's book writing and illustrating? Well, um, maybe it's maybe it's due to the pandemic. Um, <laughs> I, I, when I graduated from college, I had this really amazing children's literature professor, and he kind of made me fall in love with children's literature. And when I graduated, he was one of the the people that officiated um, for the whole university. And when I saw him, I just thought to myself, oh, I want to write a book someday to make him proud of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I just kind of put that off for a long time. But um, uh, I remember when my kids were little, I came up with like this little rhyme uh, thing and I thought oh this would be a fun book so I made a little dummy and my kids loved it and they helped me make some of the rhymes and I just kind of put it off and put it off and I I ended up um, teaching elementary school for about eight years and and it was there that I just could see the power of story because the kids sometimes even when they were kind of crazy if I just sat down with a book they would calm down and everybody would listen and it was just magical. And so um, I think I just, um, just during the pandemic, I, I ended up um, moving away from where I was working as a teacher mm-hmm. and didn't need to work. And so I was like, okay, what do I do with my life now? And during the pandemic, I was like, I've always wanted to learn how to watercolor. So I started watercoloring and I'm and I've always kind of when I was in college, I always wished I could like study art because my grandpa was an artist. And um, I think it was just like not practical. It felt like it wasn't a practical thing to do. I should be a teacher. And so I just pursued that. But um, so just. I guess learning to watercolor, I just thought, oh, I have this manuscript and I want to learn how to watercolor. Maybe I should just combine the two. And it was um, because of the pandemic, we could see funerals on online and my uncle had passed away and I didn't know him very well. My parents were divorced when I was young. I didn't hardly know him at all, but I got onto Facebook, watched his funeral tried to like connect with my, figure out who my cousins were. Um, and it was looking at, um, it was Myrna Foster. It was her father. And I saw that she was like involved with the Storyteller Academy thing. And then I was like, oh, I, I really need to do this. I need to just pursue this 
um, dream, I guess, of mine to to make children's books. So, so that's what kind of got me started. And then just there's so many supportive people and so many good teachers and a great critique group that it just feels like a good place to be right now. That's wonderful. Well, I agree with you. Children's books are magical. And I did eight years of elementary art and that was how I, that was like my magical, like fairy dust that allowed the kids to settle down. Let's, let's hear a story and let's right. get onto this art project. It is so true. I, I agree with you totally about that. Um, and I can totally tell you have worked so hard on your craft with the writing and the illustrating. Um, I'm really excited for those stories to be out there in the world for people to enjoy. Oh, thank you. It's It's been fun to see your work too. Just um, just coming up with your your story ideas are just, I don't know. It's just, I love your illustration style. It's just really beautiful and magical to me. Oh, thank you so much, Becky. Yeah. So on to how you've learned to hone your skills. So those people who are listening might be aspiring children's book um authors and illustrators was there anything that you felt like um whether it was within storytellers or maybe it was what you did on your own to kind of help you hone those skills and improve upon them during the pandemic um a lot of it was storyteller academy um just the teachers that are there that are amazing that help you um I keep progressing. I keep taking classes. And some of it is like, yeah, I've heard this before, but a lot of it is new. Like every class is new and it feels like I'm in a, um, just like having professionals be my best friends and telling me all the secrets, you know? Um, so there's that, but also like YouTube, Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, finding yes. somebody to tell you how to watercolor, how to make yeah. your water consistent or just whatever it is. There's so mm -hmm. many, much good information on YouTube that, that that's helped me out too. Um, and then I, mm -hmm. I also watercolor with my brother every Sunday. <laughs> oh, so God. it's like, a, it's like a habit where I can like connect with my brother and we're both kind of amateurs, but we, but we just enjoyed like trying things together and it keeps me in the habit of like continually working on it more than just, um, you know, oh yeah, I've, I've learned a little bit about watercolor. Maybe I'll do it again someday. <laughs> so that's been fun. Well, that's awesome. Now, how about the writing? Cause you're really good with the writing, editing and kind of understanding like story structure. So what have you done to hone those skills? Um, that is, I think it's mostly the Storyteller Academy. Like that's where yes. I get a lot of my skill. Ari, Ari Chung, Jim Averbeck, Miranda Baptiste Paul. Right now I'm taking a class from Carter Higgins. Um, and so, and, um, Melissa and Ariel Richardson. Um, and they, they just, I don't know, it just, things just, kind of connect with what I'm doing and then I get ideas and then I just rework some of my work that I've done already. Um, and so it's, it's really like hanging out with the experts that helps me get some ideas. And then also I'm reading a book um, 
by, let's see, Anne Lamott, Bird by Bird. That's about writing. And it's so good. Yeah. And it's just general writing. It's not necessarily specific to children's books, but I just pick it up and read it every once in a while. And it's, and it's been really good too. Wow. Well, that's doing writing and illustrating. It's like heavy lifting doing those and doing that with your work. Cause I, I, um, can understand now working on my own manuscript. And it's um, been wonderful to see how, you know, I've gotten so much great advice from you about the classes and maybe checking this out. And um, that wonderful recommendation, you told me, go check out that one class. There's a list of books that was phenomenal. Now, I know since you have this deep love of children's books, what are some of your favorite children's books that I just need to check out? <laughs> well, a lot of my favorites are old, you oh, know, William Steig and Arnold Lobel, um, Mem Fox, Tommy DePaula. Um, mm -hmm. They're just like some of my favorites, probably because I read them to my kids over and over and over when they were growing up. Um, but I think, like, especially this year, mm -hmm. um, my favorite book is Watercress. Oh. And and it won the Caldecott and the Newberry mm -hmm. Honor. Um, let's see, Andrea Chang, Wang and Jason mm -hmm. Chin. Um, mm -hmm. But the reason I love it so much is because when I was a kid, my mom loved camping. Mm -hmm. And whenever we went camping, she would look for watercress in the stream to put on our sandwiches. Mm -hmm. Like that was the green that went on our sandwiches. And it, to me, it was always really like spicy and hot, but... Um, but just this, just this year, earlier this year, she passed away. And so I thought it was just so perfect that that book came out and it just makes me think of my mama. Oh, that's so sweet. That's yeah. And I, I have it in my stack of books somewhere, but yeah, it's such a great yeah. children's book story and Andrea way, anything she writes, I like, I like yeah. several of her books. So, um, yeah. but yeah, great, um, recommendations. And I have really enjoyed during our critique sessions, the stories you've shared, like you have so many ideas and so many different ways that you can take your stories, whether it's a picture book, board book. And so I was wondering, where do you get your ideas from um, and <laughs> to know that this is what I'm going to work on? Um, well, some of my ideas came from Storyteller Academy, it was an assignment, right? Okay. Um, and so they have just their own way that they come mm -hmm. up with ideas. Each teacher is different. And so I've just tried out the different techniques that they present. Um, like there's one where you get post-it notes and write, I think it's a character and a, a place and a problem. And, and just whatever, I, and you just do it really fast and do a ton of them and then just look at them all and pick what grabs you. And so that's how I came up with my Panda book. Um, and then there was another assignment in Jim Averbeck's class. I think it's actually called the assignment. Oh, and it's just okay. a short, a short phrase that you just, you know, let your mind wander and search all over and try to find something interesting, how it connects to other things. Um, 
And then also I've done the story. Let's see, what's it called? The story storm. Oh. Where you just come up with an idea every day for a whole month. Oh. And and it could be like think of a character or just um, a situation or anything and just write it down. So I have this little list on my phone and I've just decided whenever just an idea pops in my head or a little mm-hmm. kid does something interesting or, you know, an idea comes to me, I just write it down on my list. So I haven't developed very many of those ideas, but I think I'm up to like 65 or something now. (laughs) And they're not all good ideas, but they're just ideas. And I just, I'm just like letting them set for a while. And I've noticed that sometimes I'll like um, let it kind of set in my mind Mm -hmm. and, and it will kind of develop. And then I'll get another idea for that same story idea and just kind of develop it that way. But um there's another, um, let's see, good idea in the work in the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, oh. where where ideas are living things and they come to you and if you don't do anything with them they'll go away and go find somebody else to work with, oh. and so it's just kind of a fun idea that if I if I take that idea and and work on it that it will come turn into something, so I try not to like say no that's a bad idea I just write it down. Oh. That's good advice. Yeah, because I think it's just one of those things like as you'll have lots of ideas and it's that persistence, like um, seeing how you you would talk about like, I've rewritten this, like, you know, so many times I think it kind of clicked for me, like this is such a process and that we all are working towards making our stories better and more clear. And um, it really helped me keep going. So I really appreciate that. And any of the advice that you've given was excellent. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad I could help out. So I was wondering with everything that you have, like as far as your writing, your illustrating, you're a busy mom. How do you find that work-life balance so that, you know, you find the time to be creative? You know, this week, I haven't done so well. (laughs) Um, But it's pretty much just, um, and I don't know if you'd call it a balance as much as just, um, you know, I try to prioritize. My family's really important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, I use a calendar. I set a certain period of time of the day for my creative work. Um, I recently got these headphones so that I can like, put them on so everybody knows to leave me alone because <laughs> my office is in like the front room space and so I'm right by the front door everybody's coming and going I can't like close my door and and you know put a note on my door leave me alone but I I just try to um set some time aside when when I'm not doing other things I try to have good habits um try to like stay grounded with um, with, you know, routines. And mm-hmm. um, I have a little devotional in the morning. Um, and I just give myself a lot of grace. I try not to worry if I don't get specific things done every day. I just am okay with like, whatever I got done, I got done. And that's probably what I needed to do the most. And so that helps me not worry about whether or not I have balance 
in my life. <laughs> it probably gives me balance to not worry about it, right? Yeah, I think that's great. I, I've talked to so many different creatives and just that's one of my big questions. Like, how do you and some people like like you'd mentioned, it's like not really balanced, but it's kind of um, an understanding of what you can do with the time that you have. And yeah. that, you know, we do we do what we can. And so I did one of the things that I've gotten is like a lot of creatives, like they find that window of time for them. That is that sweet spot for getting a lot of ideas or working. Do you have a certain time of the day that you find is like your peak creative time? Um, I think morning is better for me. Yeah. Um, like I'm not, my brain's not full of all the things yet, you know, and I can just yeah. have, um, I don't know, it feels more creative to me at least. But then also sometimes at the end of the day, when everything's kind of calming down, it feels like that's when I can like get everything done. So it just depends on my energy, I guess my energy levels. If I'm really tired at night, then I can't, or I've been working too hard on something I usually can't, but yeah. That's great advice. So I was wondering if you could go back in time and speak to your younger self and give yourself some advice about being a creative, what would that be? Um, probably to get into the habit of doing just a little bit every day. Mm you know, a little bit of drawing or a little bit of writing, a little bit of watercolor. I think that I I was one of those kind of kids where if it didn't come easy, then I just wouldn't do it. Um, my mom tried to teach me how to knit when I was young and it was so frustrating because it's such a different skill. But um, when we moved here, I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to knit. And I did. And I, mm. and I could see, I could like see my frustration and realize that it was just part of learning something new. And so now I'm better at that. But back then I wasn't, and it would frustrate me if it didn't look just right or, you know, didn't sound just right or whatever. So um, now I just try to give myself a lot of grace and realize that the frustration and the uncomfortable feelings are part of the growing and learning process. That's great advice. Yeah. And it, it's like, I, that those are moments that I had earlier on that I was like, I wish I just pressed a little harder on something. And if I hadn't given up, look, you know, how much further yeah. I'd be, but then I go like, maybe my brain wasn't ready for it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't right. that you know? <laughs> and I could, it could have been like, I mean, now I'm like almost 50 and I go like, yeah, I needed that to marinate and like kind of think like, yeah. Yeah. And that goes back to that writing approach you mentioned, like sometimes you just have to think about it and that's helped me a lot. Like just yeah. think. Yeah. Just let it settle. Yeah. 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 Oh, this has all been really wonderful advice. And, um, I know this is a podcast, so people can't kind of see as they're hearing us. So Becky, where can they go to kind of like um, pick up on where you're wor working um, as far as with your books and illustration? Well, I am really, really new to this. And so hopefully by the time this podcast airs, I'll have put up some artwork. But I'm on Instagram at Becky Lance Kidlit. And I also have a Twitter and 
I tried to change it to Becky Lance Kidlet so it would match, but I exceeded their limitation of 15 characters. So I changed it to Becky L underscore Kidlet on Twitter. So wonderful. Well, everybody go check out um, Becky's work um, online or, you know, follow her on Twitter. Um, Becky, it was wonderful talking to you. And thank you um, during our critique sessions for all the wonderful advice. It's, it's really helped me out a lot. You're welcome. It's been fun to talk to you, Nancy. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.